Welcome back. Basketball is back, and so are the SOBs. The senior old boys are back on on the uh, the favorite podcast of MFFLs worldwide. Uh, I'm Eddie Sefko, and I'm with Dwayne Price. How you doing, Dwayne? I'm doing good, Eddie. How's it going over there today, man? Well, we're we're doing our our podcast in a socially distant way. We for the first time we don't have to look. Or we, oh no, wait, we don't get to look at each other's faces. Uh, we're doing this from. Uh, I'm in the beautiful metropolis of Nevada, Texas, and uh, Dwayne. I assume you are at the house there in uh, in, in the bustling in metropolis Dallas. of Plano. <laughs> somewhere in North Dallas. I'm not sure where I am right now. I got lost. The GPS system doesn't work, so I don't know where I am. Well, I'm just I'm just amazed that you know how to access a GPS system. You know, I, I, you're you're ahead Actually, of me. On I that. Don't. <laughs> Actually, I don't. It don't work. It, it, you heard me, Ed. I said it don't work. I didn't say I didn't. I don't know how to work it. I said it don't work. <laughs> oh well, okay. Yeah, that's that's always my excuse too. It's never user error. Uh, <laughs> Well, anyway, we're uh, we're here to talk basketball and whatever else pops into our brains, and uh, we're starting off with uh, the Orlando bubble. It's 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 happening. Uh, at least it's happening for for a lot of teams. I mean, I, and I saw where the Houston Rockets are still waiting on Russell Westbrook and and uh, James Harden to show up and and grace them with their presence. Uh, that's I guess that's the luxury of being a uh, whatever they are in in the uh, in the star on the star strata system, but uh, the Mavericks they no, uh, showed no, up no, last no, week. No, 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 Eddie, I got to stop you there. The what? Rockets have already started practicing in Orlando. Their two superstars are not there. Something's going on. I mean, we can read between the lines, we can speculate and all that, but you know, it's one thing to be a, a day or two late, but they started practicing already, and they're not there. They have no team without those two guys. What is actually going on over there with the Rockets, with Westbrook and Harden? Something's going on. Well, I have to admit, uh, you're right. It doesn't pass the smell test. Uh, and and uh, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But all we can do is is we do know that they're not there. So uh, something uh, has gone haywire or, or maybe not. But uh I read what uh, Coach uh, Mike D'Antoni had to say about it, and he was very. Uh, he said uh, he had a no, don't worry, be happy kind of attitude about it. But uh, he also said uh, a very telling quote I saw was that he said uh, these three weeks they're going to need every bit of it to get everybody ready to play uh, when they see the Rock or when they see the Mavericks on uh, July 31st. And that to me says a lot. Well, why wouldn't you want your, your superstars to be there from day one? Man, those two guys have the ball combined 99% of the time when the Rockets are on offense. So whatever they're going through in practice, it's a waste of time right now. It really is a waste of time. I mean, just, I mean let's just call it what it is. Without West looking Harden, what do the Rockets have going for themselves on offense? Well, what what exactly can you accomplish without them, right? Exactly. I mean, this is one of those stories where the real story would probably come out, you no know, later on this week. You know how it is. What? They ain't going to tell us right well, away. Well, you know, there, there's uh, all sorts of 
I mean, we all know that this thing with 22 teams in the so-called bubble in, in uh, on the Walt Disney World uh, campus, uh, they're banking on a lot of things going right. And uh, there are so many things that could uh, sabotage this thing. But so far, let's switch over to our, our little Mavericks. You talk about the opposite of the uh, of the Rockets. They so far have had uh, three practices. Uh, Coach Rick Carlisle said yesterday that uh, they went from about a three on the on the one to ten uh, intensity scale to a six or seven the second day to a nine or a ten yesterday, and uh, they were rewarded with a, a day off uh, at least from the practice court today. Uh, so so far so good for the for the Mavericks. They are. Uh, intact. They have a full complement of players other than the injured players and Willie Cauley-Stein, who is, who is out with uh, the impending birth of, of a child. So, uh, so Tom, far, so good. Tom's baby was born last Tuesday. Yeah, Willie, Willie's baby was born. He had a daughter last Tuesday. Oh, well, that's right. That's she, right. She's here. She's here. She's ready. She's ready. She's ready to play some basketball herself. Well, but, uh, she'll be in the class of what, uh, 2038. Uh, uh, she'll be a hot recruit, no doubt. <laughs> well, but to piggyback on what you said earlier, I mean, the Mavericks uh, went from a three to a 10 on the third day of practice. That tells me a lot. That tells me these guys are ready to go. And, you know, when the season w- was uh, suspended back on March 11, the Mavericks had played more games than any team in the NBA. At that particular time, they were 40 and 27, so they would have had 15 games left. Obviously, now everybody only has eight games left. It wouldn't shock me, man, if, if they move up in the standings. They're, they're seven seed right now, a game and a half behind Houston and Oklahoma City, and, and two and a half games behind Utah, who is the fourth seed. If they can move up and, and, and get, a, get a favorable matchup, I wouldn't be shocked if they get out of the first round of the playoffs. And after that, now you're talking about a lot of confidence and anything could happen after that. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful at least that we uh, can get a long uh, uh, dose of basketball here from the Mavericks because uh, you were right. They, they finished the season, the first part of the season, uh, in pretty good shape. They, they, they spanked Denver in the last game back in March before the thing was shut down. And then, uh, you know, you got to look at the, the eight games they have uh, in this uh, restart uh, to finish out the so-called regular season. I don't know that there's anything regular about it. But, uh, you know, they got four games against teams that are below them and four games against teams that are above them. So uh, the opportunity is there to to uh, to move up in the standings. And, and uh, we know they're not going to move down. So. Uh, I think this is a this is a great opportunity, and really that's the way they're approaching this because Rick Carlisle has made it very clear that uh, his team wants to be uh, out there and 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 embracing this as a once in a lifetime opportunity. And by the way, let's hope it is once in a lifetime because who wants to go through this again, right, Dwayne? Exactly, exactly. And, and you're right. Right out of the gate, they play the Rockets, who are right in front of them. You know, the Rockets are six seed. And and this that's a two game swing, you know, because that's that's a divisional opponent, and they're right ahead of you in the standings. So if they can get that one, they'll really be in good shape. Yeah. And then they, like I said, they're only two and a half behind Utah, 
as crazy as it sounds, when you look at that schedule, the games that concern me the most, the Milwaukee game, obviously they beat Milwaukee and Milwaukee without Luka. Luka was hurt at the time, and, and the Greek freak got 48 and 14, and the Mavericks still won in Milwaukee. That one concerns me. But the two games in Phoenix, they have problems against Phoenix. You know, you know how every team has that one team that just gives them all kind of heck no matter what happens. It's just a matchup problem. That team for the Mavericks is, is Phoenix and the Clippers. You know, those are the two teams that I'm, I'm concerned about when you look at this schedule. Well, and, and uh, you know, Phoenix, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Dwayne. I st- of all the teams down below that I think could have a chance of moving up, you look at that that team, they've got a point guard, Ricky Rubio. He can play. They've got a scorer, mm-hmm. Devin Booker, and they got a functional big man, DeAndre Ayton. You got those three things, you got a fighting chance against anybody. I, you know, and and now they are woefully lacking on experience and and we can uh, debate, you know, their style and everything else, but 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 they do have talent. <laughs> you know, and that's uh that's one thing and the Mavericks play them twice. Play them twice. Uh, and it seems like the convention of wisdom is everybody wants to see uh, New Orleans, Zion, them get that eight seed. I just don't think it's going to happen. They, they, they four games behind uh, Memphis for that last spot. The team that I think is really going to get it, and if I'm the Lakers, I don't want to see this team, is the Portland Trailblazers. If they get that eight seed, Lakers could be in trouble from the first round of the playoffs. That's a, that's a tough matchup, especially when when you got uh, Nurture coming back and Zach Collins coming back. I mean, with Damon Lillard and McCullough and Carmelo Anthony, I'm telling you, Sefco, I would not be shocked if Portland pulls it off and beat, beat the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs if Portland can get that number eight seed. Well, uh, it, it, it could happen if, if the Blazers are – uh, if, if they're engaged in the whole thing, you know, Damian Lillard, sometimes he, he started this whole thing by saying he didn't want to be a part of it. If, if the uh, Blazers didn't have a legit chance to, to get into the, to the playoffs. Well, they do have a legit chance now. I mean, it, it, all you got to do is be it, actually, all you got to do is finish ninth and be within four games of whoever's eighth, because then you get that, uh, you know, that uh, play in series. So, um, you know, they, they have an opportunity. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not they can can take advantage of it. And they are, I mean, they're three and a half games behind the eight-seeded uh, Memphis Grizzlies, so it's not going to be easy. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I'm just looking forward to seeing how all of this shakes out. We know uh, pretty much who's going to be in the playoffs in the East, and we know seven, at least seven of the teams in the West. So uh, uh, those eight those eight regular season games. What do you think about those, Dwayne, by the way? Is that, do you think that many games were necessary to, to get this, this thing ready for the playoffs? Tell me eight more games. Yeah. The eight, yeah. the eight games that they're, 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 they're going to play to finish up the, uh, the regular season. Well, the good thing is they have three scrimmages before that, which is, I guess, more or less uh, uh, borderline preseason games. And then the eight games, I think they'd be okay. I mean, because we can look at these last four months as almost like an off season, you know. So now you're restarting the season, but you're restarting in a different kind of way because there's a whole lot of stuff on the line at the beginning of the restart, as opposed to if this was a regular NBA season and you starting the, the games in October, 
you know, you can kind of ease your way into the into things, but you can't ease your way into this. You got to come out firing, and if you're not ready, anything could happen. I mean, it would, I, I think from a uh, from a physical standpoint, uh, t- probably the teams are more concerned about injuries, you know, hamstrings, calf injuries, and, and things of that nature. But uh, if I'm a basketball player and I make my living with my body, and we've been off for four months. I'm going to keep myself in shape. You know, you're making five, ten, fifteen million dollars a year. I mean, you basically work seven, eight months out of a year. What's the problem? Keep yourself in shape so you can be ready for situations like this. It's not like this snuck up on you. Everybody knew this was coming for, for a few months. So we knew it was going to have a restart at some point in the season. So you should have kept yourself in shape. So if they didn't, shame on them. Speaking of staying in shape, we're we're in perfect sport rider shape, uh, and and uh, I just want I, I want to ask you if you were if you were in the bubble down there, Dwayne, how would you keep yourself occupied uh, in the in the downtime? I mean, we've we've heard Luca say that he likes to go out and do a little fishing, and he's a catch and release kind of guy. By the way, he does not uh, keep them and eat them, uh, at least not yet. Uh, so. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we know Rick and, and J.J. And, and Seth Curry all were out on the golf course uh, on the off day. So what would you be doing to uh, keep Dwayne Price entertained in the inevitable downtime? You know what, Ed? It's funny you should say that. It, it was a game I used to play as a kid, and I had forgotten all about it. it was, actually, it was a couple of them. Uh, rock skipping contest with all that water in Orlando, you get you some rocks and go out there and just skip it on the water and all that. That that was exciting. I started watching it on ESPN about three months ago, and I, and I got into it. I said, yeah, I remember I used to do that. So I would I would do some of that. Got to watch out for the alligators and the crocodiles though, because they're there too. And also the other one is, is cornhole. Man, I done got hooked on cornhole, man. It's all on ESPN, man. You got to watch that, Eddie. You know, oh, you and I'm I played that before. You played cornhole before. That man, that stuff's exciting. Oh, I'm I'm big on I'm big on the cornhole. I love I love to throw me some bags. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? You get hooked on when I first started watching it. I guess it was back uh, probably sometime in April. I looked at the clock. It was like an hour had passed. I was still fascinated by that. So I I don't know where it is around here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, but I'm going to find that. I'm going to go to play that. Do you know where? That, you know where some are located around here? Uh, well, well, we'll find a pot. We'll find a spot. I guarantee you. Uh, in fact, uh, my brother has a, a, a set of uh, cornhole. Uh, you know, has a cornhole setup, and uh, uh, I might just borrow his uh, his setup, and and we can uh, we can uh, maybe even put a little dollar or two on it uh, just to make things interesting. I got a couple of dollars. Yeah, I've been saving a lot of money because, you know, since we're working at home, so you don't have to pay gas to go to work. You don't have to pay the tolls to go to work. I don't have to pay a cleaner's bill to get my suits clean in. I've got a lot of money saved up. So, yeah, let's do it. Okay, there you go, everybody. That's uh, Dwayne Price. If you need a loan, he's uh, flush with money, obviously. So, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 give him a jingle. He can probably help you out. Uh <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you, Dwayne, is I'm I'm curious. Do you think LeBron James is maybe benefiting from this whole setup more than anybody else? Being uh, whatever he is, 47 or 62 years old, or however old he is these days, uh, and he got a nice four month break. And we all know that the clock's yeah. ticking on him. 
You know, he, he's only right. going to get so many more chances at a at another championship. Uh, it seems like this this has been a tailor made setup for him. If if indeed he can stay healthy when he gets back into it. Well, basically, what LeBron got was a four month system of load management. That's what he got, and I guarantee you he's going to be rejuvenated when when he gets on that court. You're going to think he's 18, 19 years old again because he was already doing it, you know, before the season was suspended. Meanwhile, on the other end of uh, Los Angeles, Kawhi Leonard was load management, and it seemed like every third or fourth game. So he should be rejuvenated also. But to your point, I think it really, really helps a guy like LeBron. And I'm interested to see what he's going to do, not only these last eight games, but going into the playoffs. It, It wouldn't shock me if the Lakers won it all, but I still think the Clippers are going to win it all. That that, well, that was my Well, I I think you bring up a good point. I mean, LeBron's had these these four months, and remember, he, he didn't have to go through the playoff grind last year. You know, he didn't uh, right. he, he didn't have any of that, and he, so he's probably about as rested as a as a guy can be at his age, and 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 a superstar can be at his age. And, uh, I, you know, I agree. I think, I, you know, I, I'm like you. I picked the, the Clippers way back in October. But, uh, you know, I, that L.A., uh, that other L.A. team, I, I would not count them out at all. That's for darn sure. Uh, which brings us back to the Mavericks. What, who do you think would be – we know the Clippers are not a good matchup for the Mavericks, at least on paper and, and – and so forth. But uh, who do you think would be their optimum matchup once we get to the playoffs next month? I think it's anybody but the Clippers. I, I really do. Anybody, any, any of those other, team, other teams that are in the playoffs but the Clippers. I mean, because we already know they they won. They went to L.A. And, and, and Lakers, I think, had won 10 in a row. They beat them there. And then, of, of course, we know about the game in, in Dallas that uh, the Mavs hadn't won. They got a bad call at the, at the end that the NBA admitted should have not gone against the Mavericks. That game went in overtime and the Lakers beat them. They play the Lakers well. They, they really do. But if you just really want to put a finger to who you want me to see them play in the first round, I'd say Denver or Utah. Either one of those two. But, but having said that, I don't mind seeing Houston in the first round. And whoever else is there, except the Clippers. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. Uh, but I, I think they they should try to. I mean, they don't want to dodge anybody, at least not the publicly. That's what they're saying. But but uh, if you can get out of that that seven hole and, and get away from the the well, really both LA teams, because I think you'd rather wait until the second round maybe to to see uh, either one of them. But uh, you know, I I think. Uh, Utah just sounds like they've got uh, upset written all, all over them if, if they hold on to one of those top four seeds. And really, there's no home court advantage. So, you know, the home the, the seeding doesn't make a lot of difference. The, be- the better team is going to win every series or, or the team that plays better. Maybe that's not always the better team, but the team that plays better usually wins anyway. And this year, without a home court advantage, I think that's going to be doubly true. So, uh, and Utah's got the the whole... Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, dynamic work. Maybe they are not the best of friends. Do, do, are they on the same page and all that sort of thing? Um, right. Great, great players, but uh, you never know. You know, chemistry is so, so important once the playoffs get here. 
And here's here's one thing that everybody's forgetting, Eddie. Remember, the Mavericks played better on the road than they did at home. And all of these games are going to be on the road. So this suits the Mavericks just perfectly. They don't have to worry about, for whatever reason, they just didn't get it done the way they were supposed to get it done at American Airlines Center. But they got it done once they left American Airlines Center. So this is perfect for the Mavericks. You know, I've talked to the uh, the team psychologist and some amateur psychologists like J.J. Berea uh, about that very thing. And and they said, uh, uh, you know, if you're going to have it one way or the other, you'd rather have it where you're you're really gritty and tough on the road. Uh, and maybe sometimes you take things for granted at home. That's just kind of sometimes that's human nature. Uh, I, I I think you're right, Dwayne. I I. I I mean, and the Mavericks have had trouble for really long, many years about trying to get things done on the home court. I mean, they just sometimes, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it's uh, and it's not not the fans. They have good fans. It's loud. It's a it's a it's a good place to play play basketball. But you know, sometimes it just uh, it, it doesn't seem to work for them. So I, I I like your I like where you're going with that. I think uh, being in a neutral spot uh, with no real fans of any sort, uh, I think that'll help them. You know, and it's not the best playoff experience in the world. I mean, the first time Luca and KP are going to be on the on the court for an NBA playoff game, there ain't going to be anybody there. Well, that's just weird. Yeah, and and and, and, and you hear it all the time. And for many many years, teams are breaking their neck to get one of those top four seeds so they can have home court advantage and be playing in front of their fans because they feel like it's an advantage. And by human nature, it should be an advantage. But not with the Mavericks. They don't care where you play. It's almost like they'd rather play away from home, and that's an advantage for them. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays itself out. You know, it's it's funny, though. I, I, you think about a team like Milwaukee. Uh, they busted tail for for five months, you know, up until the middle of March, you know, hold, you know, winning, you know, five rounds. Five out of every six games, practically, that took to get where they are, and there's not going to be a home court advantage for them. You know, it's just right. uh, the luck, bad luck. You're, you're going sit, to be sitting there with no fans and no uh, no chem. I mean, no uh, electricity in the building. You're going to have to build your own electricity, and uh, I just think this whole thing is going to be uh, riveting to watch it unfold and and you know see what the TV has to do with it. You know, whether they can create something that that. Uh, recreates a some kind of a fan experience. Yeah, and, and even even in L.A. with the Lakers to a certain extent, because you know before the season was halted and all that, all the fans were talking about even if the Lakers and the Clippers met in the Western Conference Finals, and the Lakers going to have all the Clippers had home court advantage, which they were not. The Lakers would have home court advantage. There was a big advantage for them to have their fans there cheering them on. But now there's not going to be any fans cheering anybody on. So now it's like it's a level playing field. I mean, because some players, it's really weird. And I, you know, I guess psych- psychologists, people can figure it out. I don't understand why it matters where you play at and why, why it matters where people are cheering for you now. I don't get that. I mean, we're in the pros now. You know, maybe that, maybe that matters in junior high school or peewee basketball or church league basketball or maybe even college. But, it, but we're all pros now. Why should that matter? If somebody's sitting in the stands cheering for you or booing you, you know what I mean? Well, uh, most of these guys have many millions of reasons not to let that bother them. Uh, so, 
uh, we're going to see where it goes and, 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 and what happens with the, uh, uh with, the, with the Mavericks. I, I do think it's going to be fun to watch Luca, uh, do what he do, what Luca does. Uh, how lucky are we to be able to, to watch this kid grow? Uh, I mean, he was a teenager when he got here and now, uh, you know, he's, he's only two years into this thing, but he's already one of the, whatever you want to say, top five, top 10, top X number of players in the NBA. Uh, how impressed have you been with him? Man, I'm just I'm just happy that we're in Dallas Fort Worth. We had 20 years of Dirk, and Dirk last year. Here comes Luca, and we may have 20 years of Luca. This kid is unbelievable, and you and I both know. Yeah, he's getting a lot of publicity, but you know if he would have been in New York, what kind of publicity he would be getting even more so, just because. I mean, he's like a a, a like he's been doing this for. 15, 20 years, he stepped right in his first year, Eddie, and was just running over people. It's like, I don't care who you are. I'm Luka Doncic. You got to deal with me tonight. And right now he's leading the league in triple-doubles with 14. Or was his fourth in the league in assists, sixth in scoring, 19th in rebounding. And he's just getting started. He's just 21 years old. Man, unbelievable. What were you doing at age 21, by the way, Eddie? Uh, let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move along. Uh, there's there's probably other things that people would rather know about than uh, you know my indiscretions when I was a uh, a college age person. Uh, instead of that, why don't hey you know what we've been now uh, you know in in kind of a quarantine situation uh, or at least a, a stay at home when possible situation for. Uh, four months now almost and and I'm wondering Dwayne of all the things you've had delivered or or gone out and got takeout or anything what's the best food you've come across in the last <laughs> uh in the last uh uh you know four three or four months you know I'm gonna say salmon <laughs> oh. at least twice a week. but I will say this I had something else uh, and I, I, I got it written down somewhere in the next next uh, podcast we do because it was something I've never had before, and it was off the chain. I don't even know where I got it from, but I, I'm going to figure it out. Because here's the thing. Uh, uh, I will. Well, we, everybody already know this. I, I, our great owner, Mark Cuban, has been paying for our meals ever since the pandemic started. And the key was for us to uh, uh, purchase that meal at a small or independent business. And uh, so we can help those out too. And, and you know, hats off to him for doing that. But I, during that period of time since March, I have not eaten at the same restaurant twice. So I wanted to spread the wealth. So, so we're talking 50, 60 different restaurants I've been at since March. So that's why, off the top of my head, I can't remember which one I got, I got this great meal from. But uh, I've had some good ones. So, you know, I'm diabetic, so I, I gotta have uh, I gotta have my meals. I gotta have my vegetables and all that. So I've been eating pretty good. And I was already eating pretty good, but that's just how I roll. And then on Saturday, you heard of Taco Tuesday, right? Well, sure. Saturday is in my house is a Whataburger Saturday, so I have my Whataburger on Saturday. A proud uh, a proud Maverick sponsor Whataburger is, and and I have to confess, I I had a, a couple of Whataburgers during. I don't I, I can't have too many because I just uh, you know, I, I get I get even fatter than I already am. Uh, but but uh, I've had a couple, and, and you know what? I think there's one more in this in this uh, in my future here before the season starts uh, uh, coming up here in the next week or so. So uh, 
can you imagine though being down in in uh, the bubble and not being able to go you know you can't go out and get a you know a fast food anything you know a, a Popeye's yeah, chicken so, or anything so it's just room service and uh can can you can you go downstairs and, and eat at the restaurant you can do that right you just can't leave the building well, that the, they have, they deliver every meal uh, to the rooms, and you can either, I guess there, there's no buffet or anything like that. They can't do that. So, uh, and, and as as uh, Rick Rick Carlisle was saying, they what they give you is is very good, and, and it's uh, there's a hot side and a cold side, you know. So you have a hot meal and a, and your cold uh, uh, accessories and so forth. And uh, I saw. Uh, uh, one of our colleagues, Brad Townsend from the Dallas Morning News, he he tweeted a, 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 a picture of what they served him, and I got to be honest with you, it looked pretty good, you know. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're taking I'm sure they're taking pretty good care of everybody, and I, and um, I don't know what kind of uh, extras there are. I mean, we've all heard the jokes, uh, you know, about what you know how how our players going to uh, survive in the bubble, you know, without certain um, establishments, uh, and you know, I, I, I think right now everybody's taking a real professional attitude and a real, uh, you know, a, a, a treating this like a, a, a business, but a very unique situation, but they're, they're trying to make the best of it. And I think that's, you know, that's commendable on every, everybody's part. Well, the thing that I always like to say is it's a business trip. I mean, you, you, you have a long off season. Usually, you, I mean, you've had four months off, and then you'll probably have another seven weeks off after this is all over, or two week, two months, or whatever it is. This is a business trip, so we, you treat it as such, and go down there and take care of your business, and then when the season ends, then you can go do all that fun stuff. But this is a profession that you chose, and it's fun. I mean, you got grown men playing a kid's game, making crazy money. What's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> Well, when you put it like that. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I mean, we're just like everybody else, Dwayne, you and me. We're waiting to see what basketball looks like when we get back. And and uh, uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to, to see some of these uh, exhibition games uh, that start uh, in about a week or so. Uh, the Mavericks will be playing the Lakers uh, uh, on, I believe it's uh, July 23rd, right? Right, yeah, 23rd against the Lakers. Right. Yeah, so uh, that'll be their first dip into uh, competitive waters, uh, even though it'll be much like a, a you know, a preseason game. Uh, who knows how much anybody will actually play, but it'll mm -hmm. still be going against somebody else, and they will not see the Lakers in the uh, eight games of the regular season. So, uh, you know, it'll be a nice little uh, warm-up, I think. Uh, I don't know that it will mean much, but uh, – It'll be good to see everybody uh, back in action. Who's and, your Who's your fan? Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to add one more thing. I thought about about Luca, and, and, and the good thing I like about Luca is almost like the bigger the game, the bigger the stage, the bigger the spot spotlight, the more he shows up. Not that he don't show up those other games because obviously he does, but when he knows here comes LeBron, here comes uh, the Greek freak. Here comes James Harden. Here comes whoever superstar. Luca's going to show up and show out. So I can't wait. I can't wait. 
Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm with you there, and I'm by the way I'm I'm going to stick with my pick from way back in October. I still think the Clippers are going. Uh, I mean, the, the Clipper curse is is real. Uh, but one of these days, Clipper Daryl and all that nation, Clipper Nation is going to have some, <laughs> a reason to cheer. Uh, maybe yeah. this is the year, but I do think they're going to play somebody uh, unique out of the out of the East. I think maybe Boston uh, might be the team that, that comes out. I, I don't know if Milwaukee's going to be uh, the, the clear choice out of that, but maybe they will. But I, I, I'll take the Clippers. What do you got? Well, I still got the Clippers, but I, in, in the back of my mind, I have to remember the the great equalizer, and, and no one knows if this is going to happen. We hope it doesn't happen. That's injuries. I mean, we saw it in the finals last year. Down goes KD, down goes uh, Clay Thompson, and then the Toronto went to Tyler. You and I both know if KD and, and Clay Thompson is healthy, Toronto's not going to beat the Warriors. It's just not going to happen. So, we just don't know. I mean, especially with a season like this that's been, you know, divided, you know, 65 games here and then now eight games here at the end. Injuries uh, could happen, and, and that may decide who's going to win. And uh, the the other part of that is it's not just injuries. We have the other variable of the of the COVID-19 virus. I mean, it. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. there, you know, there's going to be some some people in the bubble that are probably going to uh, get infected. I mean, that's just a, I hate to say that, but it's probably a fact. Uh, hopefully not. But, it, it, you know, the team that can avoid that sort of thing, if, if, you, if you can keep all your players upright and, and not quarantined for two weeks to get over, uh, you know, a virus, then, you, you know, you're, you're way ahead of the game, you know, so. Uh, here's yeah. hoping everybody stays healthy. Yeah, I do too, because you and I both know one of them superstars uh, catch the virus, you know, that's it. They, they probably done. You know, changes that, that every- player had to sit for two weeks. Changes everything. Changes everything. Yeah, exactly. He's Dwayne Price. I'm Eddie Sefko. We are the senior old boys. Uh, we, we have had a great time sitting here uh, educating everybody and, 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 and throwing out our uh, opinions on uh, – uh, the restart in the Orlando bubble. The NBA is back, and uh, we're going to start uh, these uh, podcasts up probably on a weekly basis now. And uh, until next week, we're going to sign it off, and uh, we'll talk to you then.